0: Twenty first day of the month of March, right? Is yes, that where we are. I'm you just having it. It's Tuesday. So did this? Did it turn spring already? Or I can't keep up with it because it was so cold. It wasn't very spring like. So I ignored it. Did it turn into spring?
1: Well, technically. allegedly, technically
2: it did. <laughs> allegedly.
0: Well, uh, in South Haven, it turned into winter. For two nights, lows in the upper. Oh, it yeah. was like twenty-seven. Ditto. And all of our stuff that was in bloom and was green is now brown and dead. So I don't know if, if this is here to if that's going to just just remain dead or not. I wonder if any of you had the same problems because <laughs> I was up late trying to figure, trying to I almost pulled out the old blower to blow off some of these plants and the and the frost. I thought no. Don't be a moron. <laughs> like, it's four thirty like in the what? morning. Right. <laughs> don't crank up the blower. You'll have the cops over here. Yes. And uh, so this morning I was dismayed to see all these things that were green and were blooming are now not. They're brown.
1: Wow. Well, so
0: that sucks. But it. I don't know. It's this all came. It, this all began too early. And now it's, it got cold again and now it's going to be warm again. So I, I don't know. Anymore. No, it's,
1: it, it's not going to stick around uh, the cold. It's, it's like the opposite version of the Indian summer and fall. Yeah, this is exactly. like the whitey winter.
2: <laughs> what, whatever the, that
0: means. <laughs> the, the whitey winter. I like that. Uh, so I, there you go. What?
2: I think I, I, I don't, I don't know yet whether my gardenia still has a heartbeat, but I sure had to cover my ferns because they're hating life. But then, of course, it's going to be seventy nine sometime this week.
0: So I don't know. Whatever. It is, but it is spring though, right? That happened. Yeah, yesterday yeah. or today. I don't know. Yes, but
2: and it's three, two, one, two, three. You know, today.
0: Oh it's yeah, what? yeah. It's three, uh,
2: two, one, two, three. So what? So it's cool, Drake.
0: Uh, not really. <laughs> uh, I tell you what is cool Fine. though, and I I have. Um, my first two stories here are about everyone's favorite thing, candy, unless you don't eat candy. And then, and then well, still, I was in a in a drugstore that has everything Easter up, and I stopped to peruse the peeps section.
1: Oh, decorations.
0: I, no, just I just had to see what they have new. Well, did I learn me some stuff. Then I got home, and I looked into it deeper, because that's the only kind of life I have. Look up Peeps. Good. Nice life. So, there are new flavors hitting the stores, along with 14 returning favorite Peeps flavors.
2: Oh, God. Well, people...
0: Look, this this is hard-hitting news. Listen up. While people might disagree on the best way to eat Peeps, like not ever. Everyone can agree there are enough flavors for everybody to have something that they love. Plus, they're one of our favorite gluten-free Easter candies, Except for all that sugar, they're fine.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah.
0: No hey, gluten, Africa. but one will rotch every tooth in your head out. <laughs> uh, okay, here's the new ones. Okay. Peep's Mike and Ike Flavored Pop. What? It's a twist hmm. on the popular marshmallow chick pop that teams up with Mike and Ike brand candies, brings one to the before chick flavors. What? A first for chick pops. I don't know what this means. I've never it, had those. Me either. It features lemon, <laughs> orange, lime, and strawberry oh, bites. Okay.
1: So they do come in different flavors. Yes. Okay. Number two <laughs> on the
0: list is Dr. Pepper flavored Peeps Chicks.
2: Nasty <laughs> as hell. course, <laughs> likes those.
0: Everybody has given up. It says it's a, it's a fun flavor uh, <laughs> made along with Dr. Pepper. It is a Walmart exclusive treat that combines the taste of Dr. Pepper with the sweetness of marshmallow flavor and death, uh, for a DP <laughs> beverage option, try out this strawberries and cream Dr Pepper. That's a okay. drink, I suppose, not a peep. Peeps kettle corn flavored marshmallow chicks, like the sweet and salty oh, treat no. commonly sold at country fairs or a county fair. Peeps kettle corn marshmallow chicks will incorporate Peeps beloved marshmallow taste with salty, sweet, kettle, corn, goodness, and death. These will only be at Kroger, <laughs> which includes Kroger and Ralph's. What else is available, you're asking? For spring 2023, there are 14 new flavors back on the market. I didn't know any of these either. Peeps Hot Tamale Cinnamon Flavored Marshmallow Chicks.
2: Oh my I think we've that in my house. I think we've that in my house.
0: So you get some uh-huh. cinnamon and, and some death. Peep's Sparkly <laughs> wildberry Flavored Marshmallow Bunnies. They come with sparkly confetti stuff on them. The flavor combines berries like strawberry, blueberry, blackberry, cherry, cranberry, and raspberry, along with a little dose of death. I'm Peep's the Sour Watermelon Flavored Mar... Sour Watermelon. God, how disgusting Yuck. can that be? Peep's Fruit Punch Marshmallow Chicks. Peep's Party right. Cake. Peep's Cotton Candy. Some locations will have uh, certain ones. Um, certain stores have them only at their stores, like the Easter essentials only at Sam's Club. So somebody had some kind of a a, a bidding war over what store got what one <laughs> only in their stores. <laughs> oh man, uh, oh, uh, it's just it is just uh, it's
1: sad. That just makes it hard for the collector because they got to go to a lot of different grocery stores <laughs> to get their sugary <laughs> death.
0: That's right. H-
2: Whole Foods, yeah. you get the spinach flavor.
1: Yeah.
0: Kale. <laughs> kale Don't chip. them. Kale, <laughs> kale peeps. So they're out there. They're just to play with. They're not to eat. I, I just can't imagine why you'd do that. Aldi is rarely in the news for anything because they're just uh, pretty you know, basic. Uh, uh, you know, West know, Westco's there, and they have better prices, better produce, uh, everything is their own brand, which I can't see why that is any kind of a problem. Uh, but but they are in the news, and uh, that's a rarity. Let me explain this story. With Easter just weeks away, April 9th, stores are putting up all the candy, we know that, on yeah. their shelves. Uh, the chain Aldi has picked up a bag of marshmallow bunnies and chicks that sound peep-like, but they're not. Okay. Oh. Uh, somebody got an eyeful of these things and tweeted out sorry Aldi but this ain't a bunny they were phallically shaped to be blunt
1: <laughs> they're marshmallow dicks <laughs> it's that part of the bunny that makes more bunnies
0: well I think that probably <laughs> makes sense in some strange way The marshmallow looks a lot more like a word that rhymes with chicks. I already said that. Mm -hmm. Uh, One Twitter commented, pointed out, uh, said, some well-endowed marshmallows you've got there, Aldi.
2: (laughs) That's hilarious.
0: One person from Reddit pointed out that they'd previously uh, bought some of these gummy carrots from Aldi that were also oddly configured. And so Aldi, it seems, has a penis fetish going on trying to impose their will of manhood on an unsuspecting populace. So way to go, Aldi. You're selling little sweet penises for the Easter <laughs> holiday season and makes it a lot more fun. So between the peeps and the Aldi uh, penises, I think you're pretty much set for the, um, for the Easter. Don't eat this stuff, people. It's It's like eating. It's what? just don't.
2: Well, whoever made them for Aldi, like, learn how to shape a bunny. They are not lying. It looks like a yellow and and pink wiener. I'm, so, putting,
1: this on, I'm putting this on Facebook. So what someone's going to do is take some of those and take some of the regular peeps, heat both of them up just a little bit, and then <laughs> smash them together to make an all-new decoration that's still sugary death that you shouldn't eat. Right. <laughs> well, why not?
0: Yep. Be creative. Be creative. Uh, we have a uh, a good list of uh, entertainment news, Hollywood news, involving a new song as well by the Hollywood Vampires. Now, the Hollywood Vampires, if I remember correctly, is Alice Cooper, Johnny Depp, uh, who else is in there, Wes?
1: Joe Perry. and Joe Perry. The guitarist that has worked a lot with Alice Cooper, Tommy Henriksen, is okay. considered a full-on member. And then they have touring members and so forth and to get okay. with them.
0: Well, we'll check out this new tune from the Hollywood Vampires and um, some other entertainment-type things in just a moment. This is Drake Digital. What a weekend it was. Uh, college basketball is its now Tuesday, so things have quieted down. The barrage of college hoops began on Thursday. And it's, I sat here Saturday and was working on the um, dark side of the moon music cast that is that played yesterday will be uh, playing again this morning at nine o'clock and a look back in 2003 the band did a complete remaster of the record and this is the one that they are uh, commenting on and so this is uh, that was 30 years now it's been 50 years since dark side of the moon and to uh, dissect some of the parts of that and hear the guys in the band discuss it it was a real, uh, a complex, uh, piece of, uh, trying to resurrect some of the sound it's in quadraphonic. Uh, they just had all these various tapes and things left over and they combined them. And the quality of the album is uh, just remarkable. And the comments of them, because back then they were friends. Um, and now they aren't so much. It's, um, a long 20 years went down. Uh, Richard Wright died, right? And yep. uh, Gilmore and and Waters are not friends. And so now uh, Mr. Waters is doing his own take on Dark Side of the Moon. He claims ownership of the majority of the... Well, he wrote every word, he says. Uh, but anyway, you'll hear that this morning at 9 o'clock and again at 3 o'clock today. Dark Side of the Moon 50 years later. One of the best parts of it, we just discussed off the air is the making of the great gig in the sky and the the voice of that lady uh, that does that remarkably uh, powerful scat singing along if you will with great gig in the sky and she was she was just a, a session girl in uh, london who recorded with all kind of people and was called in for this that and the other and she was called in for this job with Pink Floyd. Now, I'm guessing uh, with time, that she was in her, her 20s, early 20s at the time, and she tells the story of how this all happened, and it's just um, a remarkable occurrence that she got on it. Never knew that it was going to be that much of a big deal, and she made, eventually, a ton of money, because she sued the band, but not until 2003 and you have to wonder why'd you wait 30 years to sue the band they paid her 30 bucks for that gig and that's it yes and so all this time went by and she was aware that the album was out and was a huge success but she never i don't know what why did she wait 30 years to sue On the albums from 05 on, her name is on the album, and she gets the credit for writing half of that song, which I I guess means that every time someone buys Dark Side of the Moon, she gets the money. I would think. But the best part is to hear her explain it. She did that work in two takes and left. Thank you very much. Goodbye. And it's one of the most uh, just... It's a it's a gorgeous piece of work. It's
2: incredible, and, yeah. And
0: you can find on YouTube her doing it with them live a few times, and it's it isn't quite as good or as dead on, but you get the point. It's a it's anyway. That is my uh pod uh, my podcast. Where it's called but, uh, Between the Grooves at nine this morning, and again later on today, and it'll be played every day, so everybody gets a chance to hear it. Yeah. All yes. right it's
2: now, different times. So, yes.
0: So, as I was saying, uh, the college basketball, it's it's just insane. And I almost had to call the (laughs) 1-800-I-Can't-Stop-Bidding-on-these-dumb-basketball-games number to get talked off the ledge. uh, Because you have no idea when you're watching these young men play. And the favorites kept getting knocked off. It was incredible. The Tigers lost on Friday night. That was a drag. But now we're down to the Sweet Sixteen which begins this Thursday. Now, of all the teams left in here, two area teams are involved. Arkansas is in. Uh, They uh, beat Kansas in a real real shocker. And then Tennessee is also in there. Mm -hmm. They beat Duke. And so they'll be playing uh, this coming weekend as well. So 16 teams left. Then it's down to the Elite Eight. And then the Final Four will continue. So that's the basketball. Uh, John Moran is back in camp with his teammates, or back in camp, back on the squad. And we'll see when they work him back into the rotation to be playing some grizzly games. In the meantime, uh, Wesley had some other stories. Let's go first with the Hollywood Vampires and play this new song. Explain,
1: sir good it's a new single prelude to the first live album by the hollywood vampires who only have two albums anyway but they played in rio to a huge crowd like a hundred thousand fans is what the story says and they made a big video with this whole thing just and it's magnificent it's just huge and what they did was cover got a line on you from spirits and it's out there. If you want to go see it, go take a look, because it's really, really good. I'm really impressed. Huh. Uh, I'm cool.
0: So this this is Alice and Johnny Depp and Joe Perry and a cast of thousands, or what?
1: Well, it's the three of them and the regular member, Tommy Henriksen, who works with Alice Cooper, and they're touring musicians. they got a, a drummer, a keyboardist, another guitar player, and they all kind of sing backup to...
0: Let's hear it, Hollywood Vampires, the old tune by Spirit. This is Drake Digital.
1: Wow. Well, that like, is surprisingly good. Jeez. More like yeah. that, please. I'll take those beats per minute any day. And that's live, too. That's yeah. that's yeah. pretty impressive. That's really nice good. Nice going. Yeah. F- you know, you I,
0: know what, it, what?
2: When it starts, before it really kicks in and you know what song it is, or you can tell what song it is, yeah. it almost sounded like a fast version of Surrender by Cheap Trick.
0: Well, yeah, which it's, I would love it, to
2: hear them do that too
0: it was fast uh, but that was good, tight band that, mm-hmm. I just still can't see Johnny Depp as being a guitar kind of a hero but if Jeff Beck played so much with Johnny Depp and did an album right, then he must have he's got something going on right? because players like this don't mess around with Hollywood boys that want to be rock stars but I guess that Depp knows what he's doing, That's that's pretty impressive I also saw over the weekend uh, on the concert note uh, two stories about bands performing now in concert. Uh, uh, Ticket prices have been uh, in the talks in the past six months, Bruce Springsteen's tour especially, because of how high the prices were. I didn't check the prices, but uh, every show he plays, there has not been one empty seat. And he tried to explain a little bit about how they determine ticket prices and they look at other bands and what they're doing and what they are charging. And they try to keep their prices as low as they can. Uh, But then again, they are moving a 19-piece band from show to show. That's a lot of money. Uh, So he said that uh, his basic quote was, if you buy a ticket and if you leave there in three and a half hours and you don't think it was worth it, you get your money back, all right. So really? shut up. Yeah. Wow, cool. And no one has come forward to ask for their money back because they're playing three hours at least and doing all these things. They've still got some people out of the band, and it's it's been kind of rough on them. But and then I saw this story twice from two people. The what was a critic? What was a football player who had who... Taylor Swift began her tour this past weekend I believe Mm -hmm. and all I have seen is the raving the complimentary oh my god this woman is unbelievable she puts her money where her mouth is she does everything it seems at a very high level the show is three hours long she does 44 songs all of them about her her ex little boyfriends I guess uh, but 44 10s the production is uh, allegedly like a a Broadway show it moves and changes and does all of these things she uh, jumps into the crowd and not like a normal jump she dives as if she's going into a pool into the middle of all these kids up front and this goes on for three hours 44 tunes. And people are raving about it. I would have to guess that the majority of the crowd is dads and their daughters. Thanks, Dad. But it's remarkable by all accounts, and so good for her. Yeah. I saw JJ um, Watt, I believe, uh, ex-football player and a big old, you know, macho dude. He must have gone with his kids, but he went online someplace and said, D- "Damn, this girl wow. is something else." So she uh, continues to to dazzle with what she does, and she's quite good at it. Uh, it turns out. So I wonder good, if she'll act actually,
2: yeah, I dive like that in <laughs> during every single show. But I've seen stories about it on TV, just blips, and the crowds are a lot of girls. But some are even look like they're in their 40s, 50s, not just kids, but kids too. So well, she's her. been
0: around for at least 20 years, right? So uh, sh- her she's aged with her audience and they've gone along with her because she's not doing all this you know teeny bop stuff. She's a, a good songwriter and knows what she's doing. So good for her, just you know carry on and good luck. In a moment, we will look at the 40th anniversary of a musical item that is now pretty much obsolete. But it was 40 years ago when this thing came on to the scene in our musical lives. We'll check that and some more of these entertainment notes. And there's some other things I can... Oh, we have just tons of things to discuss. We have... um, It was Nikki Haley who's running for president and has as much of a shot as my dog does to win it. But she brought up the idea that any politician running for president over 75 should be able to pass a mental competency test. And we have some of the questions that were asked on the test.
1: <laughs> okay. okay. Kind
0: of. So that's coming up after this fantastic <laughs> old song, This is Drake Digital. I mentioned before uh, about my past work in this business and being in Dallas, Texas. For three years or so at Q102 Texas Best Rock. Mm -hmm. And our competition, who is the dominant rock outfit in the market, um, began to promote and discuss the turning point, the change, and how we could, could and would be hearing our music from here on out. It was called the Compact Disc. And I remember all of us going, yeah, right. <laughs> we're, this isn't a bunch of. This is a total load. We're going to play albums until we die. Um, and back in those days, when you had an album that you were playing on the air, you had four or five copies, because when you uh, go to play the song, you put the, it. It has to be what, what is called queued up, and so you move the album back and forth onto the opening of the song, and turn it back about. But you know a quarter of a turn and hit the button and it plays so it wears out after a bit turns out so you pop in a new copy well and so our competitors are are just hollering about compact disc the new sound that convenience lord going to change the world well it turns out today uh, we're a little bit more on that than we were and this is the 40th anniversary of compact discs. Wow. Uh, 1983 uh, this all began. <laughs> yeah. I remember it well. And this is 40 years later. And th- th- there's a graph here that shows the sales uh, from 85. It goes up, up, up. The peak was in 2000. And in 2020, sales increased for the first time since two thousand four, five hundred and eighty-five million were sold. Who is buying compact discs? That's a good question. Yeah, no. Yeah, it really is. I don't understand this. The first one hit stores forty years ago this month, in March of eighty-three. Um, the sales peaked when In Sync was number one in two thousand. People are still buying CDs, I'm and I'm surprised. For their car, maybe, but your car has so many options, like your Bluetooth to hear this show on the app, and the radio is pretty much out of the picture. Uh, <laughs> well, there's that. It's well, just it's just obsolete.
1: I, I do still buy CDs, but I buy blank ones, because what I do is I buy digital copies of the music that I want. Right. And then I put together a playlist and segue the songs exactly the way I want it and get a bunch of those together and I use those in my car.
0: Mix tapes.
1: That's cool. Yes, yeah, mixed, uh, mixed CDs, CDs. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Smart.
1: I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, I did that were... for,
0: for a, a long time with a cassettes. I'd make my own little oh, tapes yeah. up and use those, but then it was CDs and now it's and now it's everything. What's it?
2: I didn't know that they were made out of plastic and aluminum.
0: Did you? I don't know, but I still would argue the point, which I don't think, I think that at the time, the convenience, the, it was, it was smaller and stations had to change all their, all their gear out and bring in these new machines. Uh, turntables became, uh, they were just, I guess, worthless for the most part. But at, uh, so the quality we all thought was better than the album. And that theory went on for a good number of years. Mm -hmm. But then someone discovered that that really wasn't the case. When did that that tide turn Uh, and vinyl became hip again and it's much warmer in sound? When did that change? Do you uh, recall?
1: I remember Neil Young was the early force for railing against CDs because his point, and it's a really good point, is that because it's digital... It's always you know, ones and zeros. There's not the in-between, the subtlety of, of analog recordings that records have. And right. that's what makes them warmer. And he's, he's mm-hmm. got a really good point. But the uh, CD sound, though, is still real good and clear and can be loud. But some people who, I guess, have better ears than I do, let's say, can really tell a difference between an, a record and a CD. Or yeah. any digital copy,
0: right? I guess that the albums are oh, yeah. still much more broad and they have more depth to them. On this Pink Floyd show that I did this 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 past weekend, uh, they're discussing how you heard the album in 1973 and th- how you hear it now, because they had they just put out the pretty uh, you know basic uh, template of the record, but there was so much going on in the album that they could utilize all the quadraphonic sounds that they tried to implement in there and and they laid some things over and brought out many of the quieter parts that were lost in that turntable or the album mix that's why the one that was done in 5.1 whatever that means in stereo brought out or in quad brought out all these sounds you haven't heard in a long time and They have since then, I'm sure, done some more updates on it, but the version from 03 is uh, pretty fantastic. And that music cast happens at 9 this morning to hear the Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon 50 Years Later. That's coming up. In the meantime, misheard lyrics. We've all been around, (laughs) excuse me while I kiss this guy. (laughs) And and all... um,
2: there's a bathroom on totally the right. bit Closer,
0: uh, right. Tony Danza, which yep. is just stupid. It yeah. It's nowhere near that. And a bunch of dumb stuff like that. Wes found a new batch. It's about time.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it really, really is. Some of those old ones were in this list, too. I kept them out. But here's another batch of misheard lyrics. The first one, she was a fax machine. She kept her modem clean.
2: <laughs> no way. People yeah. do not. Uh-uh.
1: Oh yeah, they do. Well, yeah, they do. They yeah, really yeah, think
2: they that.
0: Oh, Listen, th- there are some songs even to this day that I am shocked when I see the the words written down, and I have never heard them in the song before. That I've heard heard over a thousand times.
2: Well, and yeah, I hear me one too. and go, yeah.
0: "Oh, I have no idea." That's what they were saying. <laughs> it's like when uh, Patty Smith uh, covered "Smells Like Teen Spirit." No Telling one had that. heard the lyrics until she sang it slowly and pronounced the words, because mm. Cobain was just, you know, babbling.
1: Yeah. No one heard but, it unless like, unless they listened to the Tori Amos version doing the same thing that same year when the first album came out. But, yeah, I did yeah, not yeah, heard one. He yeah, if you didn't know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. At any rate, right, there's a Toto tune that has been widely misheard. Some person uh, thought the lyrics were, I guess it rains down in Africa? Isn't it?
2: <laughs> I... Is it, I bless the rains? Yeah. Okay.
1: Someone else thought it was, <laughs> like, God it? bless the maids down in Africa. <laughs> and someone else thought, I, I thought it was, I felt some brains down in Africa up until a couple of years ago. Oh,
0: that's pretty cool,
1: yeah. And someone yeah. else said, I missed the rains down in Africa is what I thought the lyrics were that were lovely and melancholic.
0: Yeah. Feeling brains. That's, Feeling that's touching brains. <laughs> They're not... No, no yeah. pun intended.
1: Uh, this song... Oh, that good. People thought... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Still hard at work. Yeah. These lyrics uh, were misheard as, It's not fair to deny me of the cross-eyed bear that you gave to me. You, you, you ought to know. The cross-eyed bear? The cross-eyed oh, bear. Okay. All right. What else? Someone heard Robert Palmer saying, singing, You might as well face it, you're a dick with a glove. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's well, lovely. <laughs> that might have worked, actually, on a
1: strange level but <laughs> possibly yeah. oh, hold on said, what
2: what's the real Alanis Morissette lyric then
1: to you're. Uh, it's not fair to deny me of the cross-eyed bear oh yeah 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 someone else thinks that well said as a child I used to sing I can see clearly now Lorraine has gone
0: Lorraine <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Low rain. Let's God. see. Just a few more of these. Someone uh, thought the Pat Benatar song went hit me with a wet sock, fire away. <laughs> My oh, sister yeah. thought the Beatles' lyric was the girl with colitis goes by. Huh. That's, that's interesting. Huh, Kaleidoscope by. She wasn't too far <laughs> I <guess>. off. <laughs> I guess not. Kaleidoscope. Sweet, yeah. sweet dreams are made of cheese. Who am I to disagree? Well, that's true. No, Good I've point. That. And. Uh, see, we were in the car, Guns N' Roses knocking on Heaven's door was playing, and after a minute, my four-year-old asked, who's Kevin? Knocking on Kevin's door? Knocking on Kevin's door. (laughs) (laughs) door. Oh, that's hilarious. Kevin, come to the door. This guy says, my seventh grade teacher had a real hatred for Gwen Stefani, and when we finally asked him why, it was because he thought she was saying, I ain't no Harlem black girl instead of holla back girl. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Okay. And see, the in the White Snake song, Here I Go Again, I thought the line was, like a drifter, I was born to wear cologne. <laughs> it's walk alone, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And right. then finally, someone thought the John Mellencamp tune went, I fight with Dorothy, and Dorothy always wins.
0: I oh, fight authority, authority, authority always wins. Right. Okay. Dorothy. <laughs> Cute. Helpful. That woman. So there we go. Yeah, any text you want to uh, chime in with, 878-9420. That'll be for Lawyer Bill on Thursday, too. So, uh, write to us and say, hey, 878-9420. Enjoy a couple of tunes here. This is Drake Digital. All right, uh, we're into spring, kind of. This past weekend really was cold and uh, did some damage to nature. We'll see if it can bounce back or not, but... In the meantime, uh, it's obvious that the climate change issues that we discuss all the time, if you still don't believe this is true, I don't know what world you live in, but California and all that snow they had, uh, it's unbelievable. And around here, we had 80s three weeks ago, making everything bloom early, and now it has uh, been burned off by cold. So uh, the, the world keeps turning, and bad things keep happening and uh, it's many folks are kind of gearing up and they look at the overview of the world and China and Russia versus the US and all the other bad things going on in the economy and they see all this as a lineup a setup for everything to just explode into flame and you really can't can't blame people for having these thoughts Maybe that's what has led to the "I don't care" attitude that many people have. Why should I bother? We're all gonna die. Well, Wes has uh, got a story that narrows this down to when, so you can add this up and note it on your calendar. What's the story here, Wes? <laughs> yeah,
1: the best chance for the end of the world lately is well coming in 2046. That's too far away. Yeah, it's not any time very soon. <laughs> Thank you so. There is a big space rock that is been dis- had was discovered in February, and they skyrocketed this thing to the top spot on the risk list of uh, potential near-Earth objects that have a non-zero impact probability. Okay. So they found this uh, February 26th, and it... Is officially called 2023 DW. It is like a lumpy kind of potato. It goes around the sun every 271 days. They say it's about the size of the Arc de Triomphe in Paris. So you've seen that, Drake.
0: I've been right under it, yeah. Oh, right. Up so on top of it, You yeah.
1: know exactly how big that is. And it's, yeah. mov- it's moving at a sauntery uh, 54,000 miles an hour. So Gosh. if it hits... Any place on this planet, uh, it's going to be a disaster.
0: In twenty-three years, though, won't it just maybe, you know, burn itself up on the mm-hmm. way down?
1: Probably not. It's uh, it's big enough that it is unlikely to just burn out. Or Brand. we'll just
0: have to shoot it down out of the sky. Well, yeah, that's... the Arc de Triomphe is a pretty. It's an elaborate thing that a Napoleon uh-huh. had done, and it it's a gigantic stone arch. Way kind of a thing. Mm-hmm.
1: It's big, uh, and there is a one. NASA says one in five hundred sixty chance that this thing could hit on Valentine's God. Day, twenty forty six.
0: There goes your love. There's God. your answer. Bye <laughs> bye. Love was never real. It's gone. The
2: Chinese. That Chinese balloon probably pulled it over here. Damn it.
0: Well, yeah. who knows? Uh, but well, that's a long time to wait, isn't it? But
1: well, it's all relative, gonna... isn't it? <laughs>
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Of all the things that are confusing and maddening in the world, nothing is even, is anywhere close. Well, uh, politicians, let's just cut to the chase. There's so much stuff that I've been through today and looking at uh, what Mr. Trump is about to be involved in, perhaps being arrested, indicted uh, tomorrow, no, uh, today, uh, pardon me, that if all this goes Mm -hmm. as planned, they'll... They're trying to explain how they would take him on a perp walk with Secret Service and all this other stuff. It's just a nightmare how all this is going. And, uh, and these are grown people that we elected uh, to take care of our states and our country. And it's just turned into a complete disaster with no end in sight. And one of the things that was, that was discussed, because Joe Biden is old. Uh, and Trump yes. is old and uh, some of these people that are in Congress and have been forever maybe they don't apply to this but they probably should but Nikki Haley, South Carolina's former governor, running for president, I don't know why she's going to even bother but she has proposed that we give a test on competency, how the brain is working if you're over 75 uh is it insulting or is it? I, I don't know. Um, people um, that are seventy-five, I mean, seventy-five is not what it used to be because of health and exercise, and what we've learned over the years about um, making your life a bit longer if you do certain things to remain healthy and to stay uh, competent mentally, and your body doesn't just shut down on you. Right. So but, you know, it's I- um. Now, it, it, it's it's valid,
1: yeah. It, it, I, I, I can I can actually see her point. Uh, I'm presuming from the your context that she's proposing this for candidates who wish to be presidents who are over 75 okay. or yes. will be over. Okay, my question then is: Why limit it to just people who want to be president? Exactly. If you want to run for Congress at all, yep. here's your competency test. Let's see how you do. These some of these guys and
0: gals have been up there for so, so long, way too long, which is part of the problem of the gridlock, of the never-ending uh, you know, partisanship and the tribal nature of politics, and it's just a freaking embarrassment, and it continues. Anyway, some of the ideas proposed for questions of these people, be they for the president or for the Congress or whatever the case may be. First question true or false is it the duty of officials of officials elected to office to improve the lives of their constituents that's the question the answer is false that simple they have missed the whole point how much work are some of these people doing for the states they came from like marjorie uh, taylor what's her ass She's more worried about being on the cover of the newspaper or the website or the TV. What do her people in Georgia think she's doing for them? Uh, And you can go on and on with that list. Question. Picture of an eye chart. You've all seen them. The top is big then it gets Mm -hmm. littler and littler and littler. What do you see when you look at this is the question. The answer. Many letters that kids in the U.S. education system will never learn. That's that's what we see.
1: <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Well, they, all right. We, we Okay.
0: Here is a panoramic view of the Oval Office. It's shot from uh, the end of the room. The couches. There are. There's the, the the big desk and all that. Can you remember how you got here today? <laughs> that would be, that, that would be a, a question for the president. Uh, the answer is privilege and nepotism. <laughs> that, that's that, not that wrong. Is, that's not wrong at all. Question. There's a picture here of a dial phone, two uh, computer screens, and an alarm clock. Which of these is a computer? the answer that was given was the alarm clock and it says close enough.
1: <laughs> close enough
0: and not highly inaccurate uh let's see uh where did we go here i lost all of my it just stopped doing i love these
1: computers Maybe the alarm clock thing just blew it totally off the thing. <laughs> I just, uh, uh, I the, the the idea in general though, I find quite appealing. Not a admission to Anyone ought to be able to run for office as their right as a proper citizen of the United States, who's not a felon or whatever the requirements or the, right. the, the restrictions are. Mm-hmm. But. I think it would be great to require a real test like this, and the results have to be published before the election happens. Before the primary happens, these things have to be published. And to to make it fair, have a bank of like 5,000 questions. And that that gets approved by both parties, so no one is accused of you know, rigging things. Yeah. And then random each one has each person and each candidate has to take a different test of 20 random questions from it. Yeah, and well, they probably
0: shouldn't all be based upon your middle uh, you know state. No, There are many other things. any you know quirks, are you a stone cold racist, which is going to be yes for many people. Um, and <laughs> oh. just on and on. One more question here from the middle test to see if you, if, if you could be uh, in enough sh- good shape to be the president. The photograph here is, a, is of Abraham Lincoln. Question is, who is this? The answer, Abraham Lincoln or man who lives in pennies, both acceptable. <laughs> man who
2: lives in
0: pennies. I, I, well, that's no. not wrong. It's a picture of a, it's an a, a ultrasound of a baby in some form in somebody. What do you see when you look at this Rorschach test? A woman's life sentence in jail is the answer. <laughs>
1: Harsh. <laughs> Hardcore. Harsh. Uh.
0: Who was the very first black president of the U.S. of A.? The answer, Jamie Foxx in White House down. <laughs> 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 That's a great movie though uh, Where were you during the Capitol insurrection On January 6th The answer This is the only question where I don't know Is actually allowed <laughs> okay. uh, Yeah I don't want to Incriminate yourself Question What is 10 plus 7 The picture is a bunch of bills On a table The answer With a few budgetary gimmicks, it could easily equal $28 billion. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: That's not wrong. Again, not wrong either, yeah.
0: Yeah. What is the financial uh, capital of the US of A? The answer the Cayman Islands.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Again, and that
0: is also not untrue. Uh, this one's this shows a badly wrecked car a father and son are horribly injured in a car accident when the boy is taken in for surgery the doctor says I can't do the operation because he's my son how is this possible doesn't matter as long as the family is bankrupted by medical bills <laughs> that would require some thought but it's also yeah. not wrong I know. Question. A sign pointing to the restrooms. Where do you go to go to the bathroom? The answer, the room with the whites only sign above it. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Hey, man. The truth hurts. Uh, Let's see. Um, Looks like the police did a little oopsie and maybe put a boo-boo on a man during a traffic stop and he died. What do you do next? Increase funding and buy these boys a friggin' tank. Hell yeah. That's the answer. All right. As that one hits home uh, mm-hmm. you know, around here, yeah. um, that's a little bit rough on that. Um, Let's well, a briefcase full of cash. Who, without saying who their name was, gave a hundred grand to your election campaign? The answer is as a note inside, my staff and I are grateful to all our supporters, no matter their contribution level, which is an absolute lie, yeah. and had the the proper things remained in place, and we didn't have citizens united, which destroyed politics, by cutting off any limits, you give it as much as you want to buy an election, and so that's a bit of a problem there, and one more this shows somebody kind of trapped in their own. Uh, in some kind of a garment like a sweater. Where do your hands go when you pull up, uh, pull them up into your shirt sleeves? Where do they go? They are gone. Is the answer? <laughs> <laughs> okay. They don't exist anymore. <laughs> All right, silly stuff, but maybe a little bit more uh, uh, correct than we would like for it to be. Yeah, this is Drake Digital. I saw a piece this morning about uh, all the firings coming up. Apple is about to axe about 7,000 more. uh, Footlocker stores, 400 of them are going out of business, going away. And you just sit back and look at this economy every day and look at your portfolios and how you're trying to save your money, and it gets harder all the time. This banking situation, is uh, you thought was... uh, going to be dealt with and we would just move along. Not so fast. This continues to be an issue in Europe and in this country. A lot of questions are being asked and nobody has any answers. So we're going to find out more about the Fed and their move this week. A lot of fingers being pointed at uh, Jerome Powell and the interest rate decisions he's made. Uh, but nobody gives us any say in that. We just sit back and take it and hope that our banks don't go belly up someday and you check your account and it goes 0.00 wouldn't that be fun no. <laughs> uh, uh so it's a mess uh there was a story today too about uh google and for a long time uh back when all of this was a startup um was it google or was it facebook maybe it was facebook uh all the firings that were done and mm-hmm. They reveal that the firings were all done via email, which is as cold-hearted as you can get. People uh, came to work one day and got in the building and went to their desks and they were locked out of their computers, but they finally were uh, able to access an email saying that they were uh, no longer with the company, thank you for your services, get out. So it's really hard to know anymore. If your job is secure, there it's just a uh, the um, post, you know, th- just the world after COVID nineteen has will not be the same ever in so many ways. But in the world of working and having jobs, um, it's a new discussion every day about people getting fired and businesses getting shut down and banks getting shut down. But Wes has a guy who says he has the best job in the world let's hear this
1: yes this comes from a post this guy put up on reddit and he's sharing his experiences of being employed by a major property owner but not being given any responsibilities to do for over half a year now what Yeah, here's his story. He says, I've been working at a job for seven months. It's happening to me right now. I was hired for one of the biggest property owners in the world. The person that hired me, well, her position was eliminated the week before I started. I was brought around the office by someone from a different department, and I've been sitting in an office behind the fired lady's office all alone for months, doing almost nothing. I've asked around. I've emailed people. Nothing. I show up three days a week quote work from home two days a week, get paid every Friday. I haven't said a word to anyone in months. I'm writing this until this wave until it crest. I don't know how it's possible that no one gives me any assignments or even really emails me, yet here I am. And he added on to it later to ask a bunch of frequently asked questions from, from the commenters. He says he makes just under six figures. It's pretty oh my good. Gosh. He says he goes in because because the job was set up as a three days in the office, two days remote. There's a badge swipe system. He says he doesn't want to be fired for lack of attendance if they bother to check the swipes, and the job is only 10 minutes from his house anyway, no big deal. And he says he contacts his department head twice a week with spreadsheets about the department payroll, and that's really all he does. It takes about 15 minutes a week. He blind copies the office coordinator with the emails about that, and that's it. That's all he does. Otherwise, he basically just sits around and he says, I'm not going to get a second job while I'm doing this because I don't even want to do this job. But uh, I've got it. So he also the, the time off request he's made has always have always come through, too. He submits a request in the system they use, uh, copy the office admin on them, and they've always been approved, never an issue. And he says, yeah. I do have to swipe into the building, but I don't have to swipe out. So, yeah, I've been leaving early a lot, and it's starting to get uh, warm, so the golf gods will be calling to me.
0: So the computer, uh, are the emails he sends to people asking these important things about uh, what am I supposed to do don't get to anybody.
1: He, or it, he's, he probably phrases them like, I've got some time. Is there a project I can help you out with? And apparently no one replies with anything but no we're good we got it thanks or you know, don't need you uh just you know s- keep to your own lane dude well he's
2: he's he's about to blow How it long? now because he's telling i know he's telling the yeah, world that's the why he's did.
1: that's why he's not naming the company
0: sure well,
2: sure sure this will eventually be caught by
0: somebody oh yeah. sure well but
1: in the God. meantime he's not
0: trying too hard to be honest he's just no <laughs> no you know, he isn't going out of his way to that's say crazy. okay i quit Hey man, let it roll. It that, isn't your right. fault, and it is not in the least criminal. So fuck it, you know why right? not?
1: Exactly. If, if you're
2: asking for what you need to do every day from anybody you can, and you're not getting answers, it, yeah, what do you do? It just it just but,
1: shows how ridiculously bad these big corporations are mm-hmm. at keeping track of their people and what they do.
2: Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, and the money yeah. that is lost or gained therein. It's a it's a complete cluster. Alright, uh, and another thing that is on the same note, kind of, about making money. Um, some people say that it, when you read people's um, their biggest regrets in life, I saw this last week. Some guy went around the, this uh, country uh, and talked to a thousand people. He just left his job and took off with a, a tape recorder and some film and whatever, and asked people what would you have done in your life as a young person that you wish you had done and that you'd now regret? And the only parts that I saw was one person that said, I wished I hadn't been so concerned about money and had chased the dollar my entire life. Now I'm old, and what did I get out of any of this? Probably some money. The other guy said, I wish I had spent less time you know, fishing and being a, a just a vagrant, and because now I'm old and I have no money, so which one is right? Uh, having money apparently makes you happier. And one more piece
1: that Wes found. Yep, the uh, title of this is "Earning More Money Actually Does Make People Happier," according to this study. It's one that names the people who did it, researchers at Princeton University and the University of Pennsylvania worked on this. They worked with 33,000 U.S. adults, so not really a small sample. These are all people who earned at least $10,000 a year, and they talk about the methodology they use to get their moods at random times during the day. And what they found kind of bolsters, but builds on an older study that said if, you make, if you're making $75,000 around that in the U.S., and it varies a little bit depending on what area of the country you live, because New York's more expensive than you know, Kansas. Right. But about $75,000, you're happy with uh, more money is not going to make you happier. They found that actually an increase of earnings of up to $500,000 continued to boost happiness for most people. Hmm. <laughs> And I would suspect so. I yeah. would think uh, so. Yeah. yeah, they said me. the the biggest takeaway is still that if you are rich and miserable, more money's not going to help. But right. if you're making seventy five thousand dollars, you're generally pretty happy, and that's it's because you're not worried about the rent or you know your your food. You're pretty exactly. food secure if yeah. you're making seventy five yeah. grand. You're not Just worried the bills. Yeah, yeah. you you can. Pay what you have to pay to exist comfortably in the modern world, and not worry that it's not going to be there. And mm-hmm. but uh, even more, it apparently adds to it. And you know, I I I personally would like to try this. So, I think we need okay. to find a rich benefactor, and uh, <laughs> they just need to pay Sid $75,000 a year and me half a million dollars a year. And after a year, we'll see which of us is. <laughs> <half> <laughs> hey, well, I'm for
2: it. I'm for, I, uh, I will switch a, with you, but I'm for it.
0: This is Drake Digital. All right, here we go with let's play you some of these Songs of Surrender. U2 has released a new disc. Well, I guess four of them with remakes of their, uh, not their entire category, but a great bit of it. I guess the idea sprang from Bono's book, Surrender, and they decided to make these songs over again, in some cases 20 and 30 and 40 years later. And the result is really impressive. We think that you'll like this. We'll do four of these, Beautiful Day, Walk On, One, and Pride, in the name of love, these four back to back. In a, for first, Sid has some text, Jerry. We want to knock out real quick.
2: Yeah, yesterday we were talking about license plates, and you know, Maine for a while you could put whatever you want on them, and now they're reeling it back. Going, oh no, you can't. We're you know offending people or whatever. Susan texted that she found a news story about the license plates. They only showed four, but one was blurred. There was <laughs> F A R T N. T O O T E D. <laughs> what are we twelve? <laughs> and and there's one that just says. And I thought that this meant something, but it but it's I guess it's just maybe they're married to this person, or it just says O-H-I-M-A-R-K like oh hi Mark. So I have I have no idea what that, <laughs> that means. And but that was she, offensive. Anyway. yeah, exactly. I don't know. Philip sends a picture of something on a uh, Hyundai or something, and he says Wes would appreciate this one, and mm-hmm. it's. Y-O-N-D-U.
1: Y-O-N-D-U. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a character from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. I did not get Get that. Get a life, people. Another
2: Phillips sends a picture, and this, maybe it's real. It's a Tennessee license plate. It's, I guess you can get a Dolly Parton license plate, because her face is on the left. It says Dolly Parton's Imagination Library. Underneath it, it says Tennessee on the top. And you want to know what the letters are?
1: Uh huh.
2: (laughs) It says, (laughs) "Gwar." It's a Gwar. It's it says Gwar, G W A R, our favorite band.
0: Which has what to do with Dolly Parton? And that's why it's funny. Oh (laughs) God, that's why this state that says a ton about Tennessee, right there, doesn't it? (laughs) Oh my! All right, thank you all. Eight seven eight nine four two zero. For any more of this lunacy, knock yourself out. Enjoy four songs, brand new, from U2's Songs of Surrender. After that, we go right into The Dark Side of the Moon 50 Years Later, the new music cast called Between the Grooves. This is Drake Digital.